Welcome, everybody, to another fan-fucking-tastic episode from yours truly, Spot of Nerd. Two in a row where you get to see this beautiful mug of mine because I think it's worthy of doing a visual episode because we're going to review something that was actually good and it's shocking because it came from not only Disney but it came from Marvel Studios you know where we're going because we're gonna talk about the latest in the cinematic universe from Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy volume place Now, there is going to be a lot we're talking in relation to the film, hence there will be spoilers. This is your only warning I'm going to give you, so bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. I'm going to spoil quite a lot if, if anything, I mean again, it's just something that you should take into consideration because sometimes when I see online about people that bitch and moan about spoilers, it is 2023. Just fucking stay off the shit where you're gonna get spoiled. It's, it's it's really that fucking simple. So, just again, spoiler alert: we're gonna spoil the new Guards of the Galaxy Volume Three because I think it's worth mentioning a lot of the details in relation to not just the cinematic universe at Marvel, but if you've been a fan of the Guardians from day one when the first film came out to where it is currently right now. And just like always, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, my huge, huge appreciation. If you're watching this, hopefully on Rumble, I want to get you on Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. Um, again, super appreciate it. And YouTube as well. Please, let's just get it out of the way. Go ahead, subscribe, like, and follow wherever you can. Share, comment. I would love to know your thoughts on the film once you've seen it, if you haven't already. So let's get into it, because as as you know, my in my view, with, with Guardians and Marvel altogether, things have just gone down the toilet. And Guardians of the Galaxy was one of those rare films that turned out to be really fucking good when it first came out, the first film. The second one, I mean, there's mixed feelings on that, you know, it's it's the typical sequel. Sure, it was good, but it wasn't great. And, you know, now with the third film, the quote-unquote final film of the Guardians franchise, you know, will they continue forward? Will they not? A lot of the celebrities have mentioned that this will probably be the final time that they play these characters. Here's a major-ass spoiler. It's all bullshit. So give you a heads up, there is going to be two edit, uh, two end credit scenes, and they're not exactly potent to anything other than the fact that at the very, very end of the film, it does read, Star-Lord will return. And there's a lot more story to tell, you know, the entire basis of this film 
is it's there's so many stories but i think the biggest thing that they wanted to focus on was rocket's origin story and i'm not gonna lie to you i am hand in my heart uh you know i'm gonna be very open with you this movie gets you in terms of the feels in terms of the emotions uh there was probably and again i'm gonna mention like two and a half things that i really thought weren't the best and i think that's why i'm really i'm saying that yes this was a great film but it wasn't like the best and i think i don't know if that's because of the sourness that marvel has already placed on us especially if you are a fan of any of these characters really uh that stanley has created but again it's it's one of those things where if you look at the story, you look at where they were taking with, Rock, uh, with Rocket Raccoon. Yes, I could see why they chose this route, but at the same time, it kind of deviates away from like the villain. It deviates from... It's almost the same old story. And what I mean by that is you have this guy who wants to create superhuman beings or super animal beings, um, specifically, you know, just like Rocky Raccoon, and he creates these worlds, and if, he, and if he doesn't like it, he destroys these worlds, but yet, of course, the Guardians are in the mix because of Rocket Raccoon's origins. So, again, it kind of takes away the, the feel of where are we going? You know, that's definitely been something that we've always been at least been talking about for the last few years, the last few move, uh, last few movies that um, Marvel has brought out. Because again, you just we don't know where the fuck these people are going, where the story is going, and this movie continues that trend. You know, is it a standalone film? Basically, yeah. Does it continue on from the Guardians? A little. You know, I mean, sure, the whole Gamora and Star-Lord um, trying to reignite that love, it really wasn't there. And I was kind of almost hoping for that. You know, I know they mentioned they wanted to focus more on Rocket's origin story to tie in the bad guy and so on and so forth. But I really kind of wanted them to build on that. And they just didn't, you know, and hopefully they will do that in the future but at the same time right now i don't think i see that going anywhere anytime soon specifically for the fact that uh star lord and gamora they basically go their own separate ways and that's kind of it you know there's no lovey-dovey like there was in the first film or the second film and to be quite honest with you i kind of think that was a miss i really really do so the other kind of downer, and I really do want to say that this kind of killed this character. Of course, we are getting Adam. I guess the best way I can describe him, they basically just took a big fat shit all over his character, all over his status, all over his strength. Um, they made him into a dumbass. They made him into, into this big jock. They made him... They almost made him like he didn't have any intelligence. He sounded like a fucking idiot anytime he spoke and anytime he was on screen, it was awkward. And I think, again, that's a huge miss on Marvel's end because Adam is one of the most amazing, most powerful beings the galaxy, the world, the universe has ever seen. And you just kind of threw it away. 
you know i mean sure were there some one of the positives were there some incredible fight sequences absolutely when we're first introduced to warlock when we're first introduced of course to adam and even like the end battle sequences the fight sequences when the whole team is together yeah these are some pretty fucking amazing fight sequences but in the interim you're just making him sound like this uh what were the just mindless drone type things i guess is the best way i can describe it so that was another big miss and the other final the third that kind of like i really didn't enjoy and i promise we will get to the positives but you know i do feel this was this movie was a giant commercial for the aspca if you are aware of it you know they rescue animals they hopefully get you your latest and greatest pet or dog or cat etc but you know it was one of those things where i think they focused a little too much on pulling at the heartstrings so yes and that's why i'm saying i am not afraid to admit there were moments i was getting quite teary-eyed because you are seeing a lot of the flashbacks to rocket raccoon and how he became Rocket Raccoon. You're also seeing the fact that he had friends that were just like him. You know, it was the otter, it was the uh, walrus, and it was the rabbit. And, you know, spoiler, of course, as he's becoming Rocket Raccoon and he's growing older, they will get killed. And they get killed because of Rocket. So it really just kind of oh it's just it's a strike to the chest and it just kind of makes you want to cry your eyes out because you feel for these animals and i guess really what it comes down to so when it comes to the story of guardians of the galaxy and the whole aspca metaphor i'm using i'm not meaning that in a derogatory way if you know me you know i absolutely love and adore animals it just, if anything, it put a bad taste in my mouth because I think knowing as much as I do in the animal world, um, I've spent over 20 years of my life working with wildlife, working with dogs and cats, and I've seen some fucked up shit, you know? If you haven't already, go back, you can see some of my, um, where I've done podcasts or episodes related to the zoo. Uh, related to when I was a, a zookeeper or even a veterinary technician. Yes, it was the greatest time of my life. Yes, it was the greatest job of my life. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come at a cost. And that kind of movie, the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, really kind of honed in on the negative side of it. And I kind of really, I guess I just don't know what they were trying to go with in that respect. You know, they want you to have emotion behind the fact that Rocket Raccoon has been tortured, he has been mutilated to become what he is today, but then just to go on this mindless killing spree of these creatures was just a little much, if you ask me, and for the first time ever in a Marvel film, and I say this sincerely, especially if you have kids. There's a lot of graphic scenes in this movie. Even I was surprised. Now, obviously, I could give two shits about gore and blood, but there's a point in this film where they're peeling off the bad guy's face, and he doesn't have anything underneath his skin, if you get my drift. So, it's a little much. So I would be careful if you do have little ones, um, just to be careful about that, because it's, it's kind of nasty, if you ask me. But 
So to kind of wrap that side of it up, you know, I do want to say that it was a good thing, if anything, to get you to think about the animals, to get you to think about cages and how, you know, I mean, let's be real. There are dogs and cats and all sorts of other animals unfortunately having to be put to death, euthanized, because of overpopulation, because of budgets, bureaucracy, yada, yada, yada. Um, but at the same time, that's what kind of gets you into the story of wanting you to feel for Rocket Raccoon. You know, supposedly he's an asshole, but there's a reason behind it. And I think this is where it gets into the positive side of the film, because, again, being that the majority of this story is focused on Rocket Raccoon, it is one of those things that makes the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the family, you know? He gets injured in the beginning of the film by Adam, and it builds from there. You know, they're trying to save Rocket Raccoon. They have to break into this high security area to find out more about who he was, how he was made, and thus they get to the bad guy, yada, yada, yada. But what I'm getting at is, again, it gives you that emotion and that feeling behind a support system behind a family behind your friends and that's another thing that really kind of tugs at your heartstrings in a good way because you know these people care about him these people care and they love and they would do anything to protect their best friend you know just writing a few more you know I've always got my handy dandy uh, notepad here but um I'm just to say the best part about it was at the end of the movie everybody's kind of coming together and they're they're actually going on their separate ways you know quill aka star lord has said i need to go back to earth and i need to really kind of expand on a little bit more of my family mantis who actually is if you watch the christmas special i think it was last year we now know is the sister to star lord she says she needs to go off and expand and see what her life is all about because she's always lived a life of somebody else with ego back in the second film and you know Gamora she's gone away because she's going back to the Ravagers and you know the team is kind of splitting up so you're kind of wondering well hold up hold up hold up we finally get the group together they're finally kicking ass they're finally doing what they do best as the Guardians of the Galaxy and now they're splitting up so is kind of one of the things that makes you go, what the fuck? What are we doing? But the way they did it, I do think was very well done because they're not leaving permanently. And I think that's where, I guess the, uh, what do they call it? Um, the commercializing, you know, the leading up to this movie, they're trying to get you to watch, there's a word for it, you know what, marketing. The marketing for this film was that this was gonna be the final one, but I don't think it will be because I think it's just one of those things where Guardians need to take a break, they need to go do their own thing, and then they'll come back together for another story. Maybe just like a fourth Guardians of the Galaxy like they did with Thor, which should have never happened. We won't go down that road. Um, but I do think it works very well, and it's another, you, I keep going back, you know, my my broken rope, my broken record moments of I keep going back to that emotion and you get teary-eyed and you know you feel for it because these people love each other. These people will do anything for each other and the fact that they're now having to go and spread out and do different things, it rips you apart, but you can see that they have so much love and support for each other that it doesn't matter because they will always be the guardians of the galaxy. 
So the most amazing thing at the end is they finally give that captain leadership role to Rocket Raccoon and one of the end credit scenes shows that he obviously has developed and created a new Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you get a new older Groot, you have Warlock has another part of the team and it's pretty awesome. So will that spell the end of the original group? We don't know yet. But at the same time, I think, again, it's one of those, you can take this story, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you can you can expand on it so much to the point where, I know it's cliche to say, but the possibilities really are endless. So, other positives, visuals were fantastic. Um, the jokes and the humor were, were placed exactly the way you think they would be in a Guardians film. They definitely were not forced, they definitely weren't overdone, so I do actually really respect and appreciate that. And one of the best fucking possible things ever that you can do right now in any fucking movie, in any franchise, in any production, studio, whatever you want to call it, there was maybe an ounce of fucking woke political bullshit. And that was it. That was it. They're just, they said, I won't, you, you can put it in the comments if when you go and see this film, it's, it's, there was one word said that was the only thing that got me to go, don't go further, don't go, and then they moved on and I was like, yes, again, to me, that is what gives this film, as you know, Spot of Nerd, I will give this film three cups of tea out of four. I was, I was, hin I was hindering on maybe just two cups of tea, but I'll give it three just for that fact that, guess what? You, I think this film is going to be huge and it's gonna be very successful at the box office because hopefully people that see my videos or people that have seen other reviews, they will see this movie has nothing in it in related to the garbage woke political agendas. And it's fucking amazing. I have to give credit, credit where credit's due, James Gunn. I mean, he did a fantastic job. He really did. As much as I do not like James Gunn, the individual, because I do genuinely believe he's a pedophile, if you go back and you see the whole Twitter ring thing where he's talking about enjoying having sex with children, I'm not making this shit up. You can look back. If you think it's a joke, sure, you can take it as a joke, but the bottom line is some pretty messed up shit was said through those uh, Twitter posts. And besides that, Again, he is a good director. I think he did this movie very well. I think he created it and the visuals, like I said, you gotta also give major, major credit. Chris Pratt nails that role every single time because he can be, you know, the funny guy. He can be the dramatic, the over the top, but he can also be the passionate and the one that's like breaking down because Rocket is about to die. And he's basically tearing up and he's screaming, no, don't you, you're my best friend, da 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 da. And luckily he doesn't die, major spoiler, Rocket does not die. Um, but you can see the passion behind that Chris Pratt really wanted to be here. I, I've always said, I, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I will say it now, or if you've seen this with other people that have reviewed movies that Chris Pratt has been in, you look at Jurassic World, uh, the third one, Dominion I think it was, you can just tell in that film, Chris Pratt did not want to be there. I mean, sure, he had a contract, he had to make that film, but you could just tell he did not want to fucking be in that film. 
he wanted to be here. He wanted to be in this film, and he wanted to give it the best that he possibly could. And the same thing with Gamora. I forget the actress's name. She's absolutely fantastic. She's a wonderful, beautiful, incredible lady. She played also the the, the wife chick in Avatar. Crazy beautiful, incredible badass. I mean, seriously, one of the most badass chicks uh, I've ever seen on the screen. So huge, huge props. Uh, Dave Batista got the I fucking couldn't give two shits about him. And there was another one. Who's another fucking guardian? I can't remember. But it, they all just, they all did a very good job of continuing this family. Continuing the love and support they have for each other and really making this movie special. So, as I've said, just to kind of conclude this video, was it a perfect movie? Absolutely not. You know, and I think its biggest hit, its biggest downfall, is the overall story. I fully understand, like I've said, I I understand where they're going to make this really Rocket Raccoon's origin story in a way, but at the same time, you're trying to bring in other characters like Warlock and Adam, and you're trying to bring in this other creator guy who made Rocket Raccoon, and it just doesn't really, it just meld very well together, you know? It just, there's a lot of trees and branches of storyline that don't come back together as one. They're just kind of their own separate stories. It's almost like watching three different series. I don't really think that jive very well, if you ask me. And it was the same thing, as I've said, with the whole ASPCA uh, aura of the film. Yes, I respect it, and I actually appreciate it, because I do myself my own opinion i value i value animal life far more over human life and i am not afraid to say that i do think we don't deserve animals because they are the most special things on the planet i spent over 15 years with wildlife and to this day will if there was ever a wish i could go back in time and do it all over again i would not hesitate to go back and just help animals again, you know? I fucking love every single one of them, even the assholes, because they don't have a voice, and we do, and we are their voice sometimes, you know? I think a lot of people forget whether you have a dog or a cat or a reptile or an insect or a spider, you are their life. So this will be my final speech, quote unquote, to hopefully get you to think a little more, you know, in relation to what we talk about on this channel. You know, that dog or cat that you have at home, the reptile, the insect, like I said, whatever it might be, you are their world. And everything about them is you. And I hope you know that. And if you don't know that, you need to know that. You know, like, your dog is waiting for you to come home from work. That dog, the excitement and love they have for you when you are home, there is no words to describe it because you are their life. You are their life source. Same with your cat. As much as we all joke around that cats are kind of assholes and they just kind of do their own thing or whatever it might be, that cat looks at you I mean, I swear to God, they want to protect you. They want to be there with you and do whatever they can to make you feel special. They know when you're sad. They know when you're happy. They know when things aren't okay. And I think the worst thing about animals, not because of the animals, but like the worst thing about having animals 
they will suffer in silence. If there's something wrong, it's very, very hard for them to tell you. And a lot of the time they'll shy away from it. So you gotta really like, I pray to God that you will take care of whatever animal you have. Um, love it, adore it. Do whatever you have to do to make their world just as much as amazing and incredible as you, or as they make your life amazing and incredible, if you understand my meaning in that. Um, but I'll just continue to watch, because again, we'll do a lot more zoo stuff later. I've already done part one, but we'll continue to do zoo life in the, in the future, etc. But um, with all of that said, go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right now. Trust me, this is a movie you don't want to miss in theaters. Great action, visually amazing, incredible story. Finally a Marvel film that hasn't sucked so much fucking ass. Uh, think of this as almost, almost equivalent to Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, you know, you got shitty, shitty, shitty Marvel, shitty, shitty, shitty Marvel, shitty Spider-Man, shitty, 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 shitty Marvel. Wow, okay, you can still make a good film, Marvel. What a fucking concept when you leave all that other political bullshit out of the way. Um, trust me, you won't be disappointed. And I might even recommend, if you can, go see it in 3D or IMAX, because it's pretty remarkable in that regard. It's one of the only films, too, I've seen in a very long time. I might actually go see it again. No joke. I really, really might, because it's just a fun, fun film. Exciting, passionate, loving, and it will make you cry in the best way possible. So check it out whenever you can. And let me know what you thought down in the comments. Broken record. Do it. Until then, folks, thank you all so, so much from the bottom of my heart for watching. And we will see you guys next time. Later, y'all. So, your end credit scene, another one of the things I wasn't the most impressed with, but it's gotta be said, was the music. The Guardians of the Galaxy is very much known for its music, and sadly I wasn't impressed. You know, there definitely has been, they've always knocked it out of the park uh, in terms of putting in some of the best music in these films. This movie does not have the best music. It kind of didn't feel that it fit where it was supposed to in the film, and I don't really understand why they chose some of the music they did. But I did want to point out that Yours Truly is incredibly lucky and fortunate because if you remember at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Peter Quill is given a Microsoft Zune, which was their equivalent to the iPod from Apple, and guess who owns an official working Microsoft Zune player? That's right, folks. The same one that is used in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, yours truly owns, and I just might put this up on 
I don't know, eBay or something like that, because now that the movie is out, it's a 120 gig storage device, I can probably make some bank off of this. So, we'll see. Uh, I just wanted to share it, because again, I really was excited when they finally showed it, because I still own one. Yo-yo. Or whatever. God, I'm gonna just stop now.